Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Leviticus 22 and 23. New Year's Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, President's Day, Memorial Day, Juneteenth, the 4th of July, Labor Day, Columbus Day, Veterans Day, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. These, This is the list of the current federal holidays in the United States of America. Now, you may work at a job that observes all of these, or you may be one that you think of some of these days like the 4th of July or Thanksgiving or Christmas as big deals, even just in your annual life, things you may even travel to celebrate with family. And if you went through that list, you could probably explain to some extent the significance of each of those days. Most of those days are to help us remember and or celebrate something. I mean, just take the 4th of July, for instance, right? We're remembering the beginning of our nation and celebrating it. Well, we're not going to talk about our American holidays today, but we are going to look at the special days on the calendar for the nation of Israel here um, in Leviticus. And I think we're going to see a similar theme come through, that God really wants his people to remember and celebrate what he has done. And specifically, through these feasts, what I think we'll see is God wants his people to remember and celebrate that he has provided everything they need, both physically and spiritually. We're looking at Leviticus 22 and 23 today. Uh, Leviticus 22 very much is following along with Leviticus 21, which reminds us about the holiness and the cleanliness required of the priests. And we talked about how the, the priests are held to a higher standard. And for us as Christians, we are held to a higher standard. We should not be asking, how close to the line of sin can I get? We should be asking, how far away can I run? How how hard and fast can I run towards holiness? That is what we should be asking. We're going to spend most of our time looking at chapter 23. You start with the Sabbath, then the Passover, then the Feast of First Fruits, and then the Feast of Weeks, which was Pentecost, and then the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, the Feast of Trumpets. That's a kind of a, a New Year celebration for them, sometimes referred to you here as Rosh Hashanah, uh, the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, and the Feast of Booths, sometimes called the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, at this point, I guess a question does come up as you read about all of these things. You may ask, oh, well, this is in the Bible. Do I need to do these things? And that's a fair question. That's a question that was asked a lot in the early church. Just think in the early church, you start to have Gentiles getting saved and repenting of their sins and putting their faith in Jesus Christ who they believed had been crucified for their sins and risen from the dead. And then the question was was coming up, okay, do they need to now keep all of these Jewish customs and and feasts and and circumcision? And I think the 
early church had a pretty clear answer. If you look at a passage like Acts 15, the answer was no. And even were commanded in a place like Colossians 2 to not pass judgment on each other in this. So I do not think that these feasts are something that are required of Christians today. And some of that is kind of a broader issue. If you are a Christian today, I do not believe you are under the Mosaic covenant. You are under something new. Uh, and we, we we follow the law of Christ, not the law of Moses. And so I don't think we are required to keep these feasts. On the other hand, I certainly believe a Christian may keep these feasts. If you lived in the nation of Israel as a Christian, surely you would keep these feasts as they are still celebrated on an annual basis because there are things God is wanting his people to remember. Um, and there's ways as Christians we can see how these things point to Christ. So as a Christian, you could celebrate these feasts and celebrate not only the original intention of the feast and what it was trying to signify in the time when it was established, but also how they point to Christ. And this is an area where some Christians will disagree. Uh, some people like to keep the feasts. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Some people say it's better for Christians to keep the feasts. I would disagree with that because I think according to Colossians 2, all these things, they are a shadow. The substance belongs to Christ, but I think that's okay if Christians disagree about that. But there is a warning for those that say, hey, you need to keep the Sabbath or you need to keep these feasts or you're not saved. That's where I think we start to get into some of the warnings of the New Testament. No, that is not the right gospel. Um, if you're thinking doing these things is how you are saved or even how you maintain a right standing with God, watch out for that. But as you think through, well, what do I do with these things? I, I want to keep somewhat of a broad principle that I think will very much apply to your life. And that is what I said earlier, that you need to remember that God has provided everything you need spiritually and physically. I mean, we start with something like the Sabbath and we think of Hebrews, how that points to our spiritual rest that we have in Christ. I think also just the practice of taking a day to rest and not to work, that takes faith in God. So even the Sabbath right there, that shows God provides what we need spiritually through Christ and physically that we can rest and trust that God will provide. Think of something like the Passover. This is one of the ones that's easier to see, even just with the timing of Jesus's crucifixion, the connection um, between Jesus and the Passover, that Jesus Christ is very much our Passover lamb, that the blood of Christ is applied to our lives and God looks over. He passes over us in judgment because of the sacrifice of Christ. The Feast of First Fruits and then the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost these were feasts that dealt more with kind of the idea of harvest. And that is very much a celebration of God providing what they need. God is providing crops. God is providing food. And I even think of something like our modern holiday of Thanksgiving. How That's very much the idea there. We are giving thanks to God for what he has provided 
largely, I would say, even in a physical sense, that we we are dependent on the earth to grow things. We are dependent on God to provide things. And so we celebrate when he does. And then we think of something like the Day of Atonement, which we've recently talked about in greater detail as it is outlined in the book of Leviticus and how we need atonement for our sins. Christ is the one, according to Hebrews 9, who has made atonement for us once and for all. He is the one who has taken our sins away. And then the Feast of Booths is causing them to remember ultimately this time that they're going to spend um, in the desert. It ends there in verse 43, that your generations may know that I made the people of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So all of these holidays were meant to help the people remember and celebrate that God provides everything that they need, both physically and spiritually. And that is a message that I hope resounds with you Today, we need reminders because we are prone to forget. We are forgetful people. We are not quick to remember how God has provided for us. We are quick to forget. We are quick to doubt. We are quick to worry. My friends, that is not how it should be. You need to, and this is where I think this is the application point for you. You need to remember and celebrate that God has provided everything you need, both physically and spiritually. And that's where I think that there are modern holidays that are already on your calendar that I think can be a, a means to do this. I think very much at, at Thanksgiving, we should be giving thanks to God, remembering and celebrating that God has provided everything that we need. I think as we celebrate things like Christmas and Easter, is that not what we are doing as Christians? Remembering the incarnation and celebrating God sending a savior, remembering the resurrection and celebrating that Jesus Christ is alive. There's good reason to do these things that we do today. But more than translating this to our holidays, or even if you choose to to celebrate some of these Jewish holidays, we really want to have that attitude. So on whatever day you're listening to this, even if it's not a holiday, are you going to today remember and celebrate what God has done for you? Are you going to remember and celebrate that everything you need, both physically and spiritually, has been provided by God. That's something we should be doing as Christians, not just on holidays, whether American or Jewish. That's something we should be doing every day, 365 days a year. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.